Welcome to the Bethel Podcast. Thank you for taking time out of your day to spend time in God's Word. We hope that today's message blesses you and lifts you. This morning, I'd like to take you in the Bible, and I just want to give you a key, something that's really going to help you in your life, in your Christian life, and it's real simple, um, but it's something that I think that you just have to kind of get on the inside of you. Uh, because it's going to be one of those things that's going to help you to grow and, and to get through some tough times in life. How many know there's, there's tough times in this life? Uh, yeah, there is. There's going to be some times when you're the person sitting next to you is going to get on your nerves. There's going to be, <laughs> there's going to be times the person that's talking to you today is going to get on your nerves. There's going to be times where it's going to be tears. There's going to be time where it's heartache. There's going to be time there's going to be trouble. But the one thing that God has promised us and something that he's provided for us is a word that I just like to call that's a key to what we're talking about today. And that word is perseverance. Just hold on even when everybody else has let go. It's called stay in power. Not quit, not give up. When everything's gone in the tank, you still find a way to keep going. Do you know that's something that God has? God gives that endurance to you and I to help us in this life. And, and if I can take you, first of all, to 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 12, I want to show you that endurance is not something bad. Perseverance is not something that's bad. Patience is not something that's something to be loathed. Those are things that God gives us to help us through this thing we call life. Look at 1 Corinthians chapter 12. In verse number 12, it reads, it says, The signs of an apostle were accomplished among you with all perseverance in signs and wonders and mighty deeds. Signs and wonders and mighty deeds. That means that the signs of an apostle in the church, let me just say this to you, in the church there's kind of a pecking order. There's kind of a, a protocol that God has, and at the top of the, 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 the church is the apostles. Those are the ones that set the doctrine of the church. Those are the Billy Grahams, the Charles Spurgeons, the Martin Luthers, the ones that you know of. Those are the apostles in the church. And he gives us the, the resume, the criteria for the apostle. And the first criteria of the apostle is not signs and wonders and miracles. Did you see that? Did you see what the first sign of an apostle is? The first sign of an apostle is with all perseverance in signs and wonders. That means what helps you, what makes you qualified to serve in the church is just being able to hold on when everybody else has gave up. It's just being able to persevere through the tough times, the, the tough times of life. See, everybody in the Bible that you know of, the names that you know, they had to overcome something and stick something out. When, when Moses had to overcome two million people in the desert, not just two million people, but two million complaining people in the desert. He had to endure that. The Apostle Paul had to endure over and over. Every town he went to, there was people there ready to stone him. Jesus had to overcome Satan in the, in the desert over and over throughout the Bible. People had to overcome different things, and you and I are no different. So endurance is going to get you through the tough times of life. It says in, in 2 Timothy, be diligent to come to me. This is Paul talking. Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. He's departed for Thessalonica, Grecians for Galatia, Titus for Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. In the latter years of his life, Paul begins to list all the people that left him and forsook him. What did they do? What did they lack? They lacked endurance. And that's the, that's the telltale sign of a, of a believer, a strong, mature believer, is they just keep on going. 
Don't quit and don't give up. There's two types of endurance you have to overcome. Let me say two types of tests that you have to overcome. The life is full of tests, isn't it? My 87-year-old daddy said it like this. He said, son, I can tell you this. Life is just one test after the next test after the next test. Am I right? Your kids, another word for kids in the Greek is test. Because they'll test you. But see, there's, there's two types of tests in the Bible. There's the easy test and there's the hard test. The easy test is the one that, that sometimes it's, and you see it in the story of the parable in Matthew chapter 13. This is the parable of the seed and the sower. He talks about that there's this one seed, and it falls, on, it falls among the, the, the thorns. And it represents the times when good things begin to happen to us, and they choke out the word of life. See, there's a test that's called prosperity. We always think the test is the hard thing, right? It's that struggle you go through, that divorce you had to go through, the death of that loved one. But there's a test that has to deal with prosperity, success. You see that person. Oh, they serve God, and then all of a sudden they, they buy that new house, and they get two cars, and they maybe get that boat, and all of a sudden they begin to f- pull back from the things of God because they become more concerned with this world, the things of this world, than the things of the next world. And we see it all the time. There's a man that came to church one time, and he was so excited about... Uh, came to church and was so excited because he had come into God's house and he told me, he said, look, God's been so good to me and blessing me so much. He said, I just got a job. He said, it pays 60 grand. After that, I never saw him again. Because sometimes that test is the test of success that we have to go through. Now, sometimes that's not the test of success. Sometimes there's a test of trouble. Now, how many have ever been through the test of trouble? Test of trouble, it's the other one. It's the Bible says that it's, it, it talks about the hard ground and the seed of the sower. And that this hard ground represents those who come, and when they come, they, they do pretty good, but then the things begin to happen. The, the things of life begin to happen. The, the hindrances begin to come. The, the, the oppression begins to come. The people begin to talk about them because they're serving God, and because those things happen, they begin to fall away as well. Do you understand that God's looking for somebody? who will go through the good times and go through the bad times. You understand what I'm saying? That sometimes there are those that are go through struggles and they go through health issues and they go through divorce and they go through trials. Sometimes people begin to point fingers at them because they serve God. They just begin to back away. But I'm telling you, God's got an endurance for me and you that goes through the good and the bad. Come on, you can make it through the tough times. I don't know where you are today, but it doesn't matter where you are today. I know God has got something that's going to get you down the road to keep you keeping on. It's said about, I like history. And there's a story about Napoleon and the Duke of Wellington in the Battle of Waterloo. For those of you who are history, history people, Napoleon was defeated at Waterloo by the Duke of Wellington. Napoleon had a world empire at that particular time, but that's what began to, the demise of his empire is that particular battle, that defeat. And when they went back to England, they asked the Duke of Wellington, they said, what was it that caused you to overcome one of the greatest empires of the generations? And he said it like this. He said, you know what? They had good soldiers. They were well trained. They had good ammunition, good armor. He said, but we did too. And the only difference between them and us is that our soldiers were able to endure for five more minutes. How's it? 
So this thing that we're talking about today is not just it'll change worlds, it'll change me and you and God's design for you and I to be able to endure, to be able to overcome. See, I think sometimes we don't do new believers a service when we tell them that if you come to Jesus, everything's going to be all right. All your problems are going to be solved by just giving and committing your life to God. How many know that that's not the case? There's just a new set of problems that you have to face. There's just a new set of things and challenges that you have to overcome and obstacles that you've got to defend against. So I want you to know this, that if you're one that struggles and, and, and you're struggling in life, can I tell you, don't give up. Don't quit. Because you might just be on the brink of your breakthrough. Every victory has to come through a challenge. Every victory has to come through a challenge. I love watching ball. I know that some people think you, you can be over over um, zealous about it, but I love watching Razorback ball. If you got a Razorback on your hat, I don't care what sport you're playing, I'm going to watch you. I like the games where they're back and forth. And I like the games where you're down big and then you come back. I like the games where it's the ninth inning, where it's the fourth quarter, where it's the last two minutes of the game, and I really like it when my team wins. Hallelujah. But you know, it's ups and downs. It's just like life. There's always something. There's a hill and a valley to go through. And the team that always seems to be able to endure those challenges and withstand the onslaught of the enemy is the one that usually comes out victorious. Let me say that to you today. My friends, you are here today because you've overcome some challenges. You are here today because there's been an onslaught of the enemy against your life. But just like you overcame back then, God's telling you to not quit, not give up. Do the exact same thing today. Come on, hold on one more day. Don't give up on God. Pray one more prayer. Believe God one more time, even though everybody else is telling you not to. When we got uh, had our first child, we um, brand new. To, to being a parent, and we were in the hospital, and Leon was in labor for, it was like 16 hours. And so it came to the point where she was just about to deliver. All you mamas that, you know, there's just a moment where, here they come. And uh, she looks at me, she grabs me by the hand, and she says these words. She says, I don't think I can go through with this. You know, and, and being a new dad, I didn't have a clue how to respond to something like that. Because my first thought was, look, this, this, he's coming. I mean, it's not like getting on the high dive and going, you know what, I don't think I want to do this and go walking back down the stairs. You can't, it's not like you can go and undo it. But there's something about that, just something that happens when you just go, I just got to take that next step. I just got to take one more, one more move. Come on, are you hearing what, me, what I'm saying? Some of you are here today by divine providence and you've given up on God. You've given up on a spouse. You've given up on a child. You've given up on a dream. You've given up on something, and God's just taking, saying, take one more step. Come on, that's all it takes. You say, but I don't know how it's going to end up. I, I've done everything I can do. I don't know what else to do. The Bible says when you've done all else you can do, there's one more thing you can do. You can just stand and endure. Come on, you're going to make it. I brought you, God brought you here and brought me to come to you and give you this message because he wants you to know you're going to make it. You just got to stand strong and hold on. Now, when we look at nerds and we realize that there's tests that are involved, I kind of want to help you. There's two ways that you can really endure. And they're really simple. They're not anything new. It's just there's a scripture in the Bible. And, and God, once again, Paul is talking to people. And when he's talking to him, he says to, to make up your mind to serve the Lord. 
And as I think about that today, I think sometimes it's not rocket science. Sometimes it's not super spiritual. Sometimes you just got to make up your mind, I'm going to hold on. That's it. You say, well, that's, there's, isn't there something else to it? No, just make up your mind. Anybody had your wife ever make up your mind? Anybody ever made up your mind? I, I, listen, I, I'm, I'm quitting that job. Anybody ever make up your mind? You know what? I'm not going to eat green peas. And you know what? When you made up your mind, you quit that job, you didn't eat green peas. There comes a time in your life when you just got to make, make up your mind, I'm going to go forward with God. That's it. If my friends give up, I'm going forward with God. If my family gives up, I'm going to go forward with God. It doesn't matter what happens, what they say about me, what, 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 what might come my way, I'm going to go forward with God. And the thing is, is when you go forward with God, sometimes it's just a matter of telling yourself, no matter what happens, I'm not going to give up. I'm not going to quit. Sister Bomar, my wife's Sunday school teacher, lived for God many, many years, went to be with the Lord, and she was married with young children, and her husband did not serve God in any way, did not serve the Lord, was not interested in church or the things of God. And Sister Bomar, one day, she came downstairs ready to go to church, and her husband had a gun in his hand. He pointed at her and said, if you go to church today, I'm going to shoot you. And I don't know, I think this was the Lord that gave her this answer. She said, you can shoot me, but if you shoot me, you're going to have to raise all these little kids by yourself. Sister Bomar went to church that day. (laughs) And every day afterwards, she wasn't going to quit. Even if there was a gun pointed in her face, she was not going to give up. That's the attitude, I think, that sometimes you just make up your mind, I'm going to go forward with God no matter what. And then secondly today, and it says this in Hebrews, and talks about how there are those that keep their eyes not just on the today, but they keep their eyes on the tomorrow. Keep their eyes on tomorrow. you got to keep the big picture when you're trying to endure in this life. You know what the big picture is? That this life that you and I live is just about that long. That's it. You realize that's about how in the span of eternity, our life is just a a breath. And so the thing is, is sometimes when we, when we get to look into this life and that everything is in this life, my friend, there's, most of your life is going to be spent elsewhere. Most of your life is going to be spent not in just this world, but in the world to come. And hopefully a wonderful place called heaven. And when you keep your eyes on not just this time, but you keep your eyes on eternity, it changes the way that you make decisions. It changes the way that you deal with people. It changes the way you deal with circumstances. It changes the way you endure through the tough times of life. To hold on. To see that, do you understand? We used to teach this in kids' church about heaven. And I love watching kids' faces when you teach about heaven. Because you can see their little minds just, you know, in their mind. You talk about streets of gold. And these little kids, you see their little minds just kind of going like this. And then you talk about gates that are made of one entire pearl. You talk of a place where there's no more tears, there's no more cancer, there's no more sickness. You'll never have to bury a loved one again in heaven. 
We talk about a place where, where it's, it's just peace and joy forever and ever. Some people think it's, it's just you're floating on clouds playing the harp, but my friend, it's not. There's activity in heaven. There's life in heaven. There's energy in heaven. There's Jesus in heaven. And forever and ever, you never grow old. Your body never wears out. Your eyes never go dim. Your ears never go deaf. Your mouth never goes quiet. But place where you all just live forever and ever with one that loves you and died for you and, and paid a, the, shed his blood upon a cross for you. Can you imagine this place called heaven? Come on, just for a moment. Just think about it. Think about every person that you've lost right now in your mind. Think about the people that you've lost. Think about Mama Lee. Think about Ed. Think about the people that you know that are there right now. Think about Robert Hoover. Right now, they were here. These people I just listed, they were here at one time within the last year or so. And now they're there. Think of what they're doing right now. Can you, can you imagine? Are they, what are they doing, running? Robert Hoover's probably running his mouth right now. Ed's probably fixing something somewhere right now. People of God, my, my grandmother is probably realizing she really was a Pentecostal after all. Can you imagine all the things that are happening right now in heaven? There's the angels that are scurrying all around getting things done. There's Jesus making commands and interceding and praying for me and you right now before the Father. There's the Father preparing for the return of Jesus to this world. All this is going in people, in places, and getting things done. Activity in life. Can you imagine that right now? But right now, all God's asked us to do in the season of life we're in is just to keep on keeping on. Just don't give up. Don't quit on God. Listen to me. Don't quit on God. I feel that. Don't give up on God. Don't give up on this church. Don't give up on the ministry. Maybe you got hurt by a preacher. Maybe you got hurt by a church member. Don't give up on God. Maybe you got hurt by a family member, a business partner, a spouse, former spouse. Don't give up on God. Listen, the Bible says these afflictions are but for a moment. And they shall not compare with the weight that we'll see, the glory we'll see over there. Father, I pray today in the name of Jesus. There's somebody today that just, maybe in a big way or a small way, they just need to hear to keep on keeping on. Maybe they thought if they just changed their circumstances, changed jobs, just did something different. But today, just by a rhema word from the Holy Ghost, you reminded them just to keep on keeping on, to endure. And all the ideas and all the thoughts they had of what should I do next, maybe they never just thought, just stand still and see God move. Stand still and hold on. And don't quit. And I just pray that today, God, that that word will get on the inside of them. I pray the Holy Spirit will take that word and it will bear fruit. And maybe they'll continue one more day. Maybe there's one that's thought about giving up on life altogether. But I pray today, God, just by the word of God, that they won't give up and they won't quit. And I praise you for that, God, because I know the time when God, I was there, and you brought somebody to encourage me. You brought somebody just to say, don't quit, don't give up. Go one more day. Lock into some of that stay in power. And I thank you for it all, and I love you in the name of Jesus. Amen. 
Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it challenges you to dig deeper into the Word of God and grows your faith. If you would like to reach out to us, please visit our website at www.mybethel.net. Thank you.